Hey everybody, it's Father Edward Looney here. I am so excited because I recently received my latest order from Sock Religious. I ordered the He is Risen socks in order to celebrate Easter. And we know that Easter is not just one Sunday out of the year, but we have several Sundays of Easter that I'll be able to wear these socks as I celebrate Mass. If you are looking for the perfect gift for First Communion or Confirmation, Make it sock religious. You'll be sharing the gift of faith with whoever you gift them to. For more information, find the link in the show notes to order your socks today from Sock Religious, whether they're for yourself or as a gift. Hello, my name is Father Edward Looney, and you're listening to the podcast, How They Love Mary, a podcast that I hope will either be the beginning or the deepening of your Marian devotion. Today's guest is Anthony Stefano. His name should sound familiar because this is his third time appearing on How They Love Mary, and his new book for children, Our Lady's Picture Book, is a perfect uh, book to share about the Blessed Mother, and especially with our young people, with the grandchildren and children in your households. Anthony Stefano is the best-selling author of 20 Christian books for adults and children, including A Travel Guide to Heaven, 10 Prayers God Always Says Yes to, The Donkey No One Could Ride, and Little Star. You might remember last year he came out with Our Lady's Wardrobe, a book about Mary's apparitions, and then The Grumpy Old Ox, a book for Christmas. So welcome back to How They Love Mary, Anthony Stefano. Oh, thank you so much, Father, for having me back on. I really appreciate it. Love being on. Well, I love sharing your work, and uh, I've had the opportunity to read Our Lady's Picture Book, and, uh, you know, a lot of things hit me. It made a great impression on me, and maybe the first thing is, why do you think we should convey Marian devotion to our young children? So we're introducing them to the Blessed Mother. Of course, they meet her through the stories of the scriptures, but now we're introducing them to all of these different titles of Mary. And so why should we hand on Marian devotion to our children? Well, uh, first of all, why hand on Marian devotion? Because as Catholics, we know that Mary in heaven has the great privilege and honor of being the dispenser of all the graces that were won by her son, Jesus Christ, on the cross. She is the mediatrix of graces. So it makes sense that if you love your children, you want to protect them, you want to help them through their life, you want them to get god's assistance through all the problems they're going to face inevitably in their life that you'd want them to have uh, access to the one who is dispensing the help from heaven so that's the fundamental reason why i think a parent would want to uh hand on mary in devotion secondly and most obviously you know we're all called to be christ-like and jesus christ loved his mother jesus christ was close to his mother jesus christ was subject to his mother so if we're called to be Christ-like, well, then, of course, we have to imitate Christ and love his mother, too. So those are, the, those are the two reasons why, I mean, I would say we want to pass on devotion to Mary. Uh, then, of course, you, you hit on something about all the titles and all the devotions, and that could be confusing even for adults, can't it? People yes. wonder, I mean, Protest, Protestants especially wonder, why? Why does Mary have all these titles? Is it, is it like 20 different Marys? 
And, and of course, the point is, no, there's only one Mary, and she has different titles. And the reason for that, which not even Catholics sometimes understand, is that God, you know, created our psychology. He knows what helps us. He wants to help us. And so he, he knows that, that it's easier for us to reach out to his mother when we can relate to her uh, during the different circumstances and, and events that we go through in our lives. So, so if we're suffering, for instance, it's easier for us to go to Our Lady of Sorrows because we know that she suffered too. You know, if we need help, we can go to Our Lady of Perpetual Health, et cetera, et cetera. So it's just God helping us, as he always does, to, to receive his assistance uh, more fully. I love the concept of a picture book, and often when I've taught people the rosary, especially young people, I often will give the example that the rosary is really just Mary's picture book of Jesus's life, that she wants to show us the different photographs of his life and to share his story with all of us. And, you know, for the modern people today, I, I often compare the rosary to an Instagram account, that this is Mary giving us the different portraits of, of Jesus's life. So I love the concept, like I said, of Our Lady's picture book, but what made you come up with the concept of doing it as a picture book? Yeah, well, you just hit on it, Father, right there. Very insightful. You know, I wrote Our Lady's Wardrobe last year. It was a big, giant bestseller. I, I knew even then that I had to do a sequel because that book, as you remember, focused on um, the introducing uh, children to Our Lady through some of her approved apparitions, you know, our Lords, Fatima, etc. But we know that Mary has so many more titles uh, than, than, than those that are connected to her apparitions. So I had to figure out a, the best, most creative, compelling way to create another book that would... Um, be able to convey those other titles. And I hit on just what you just said, a picture book. Uh, everyone knows about family albums and how important they are to jog our memories. And, 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 uh, but beyond that, we're living right now in the age of pictures. I mean, yes, there's Instagram and there's YouTube and there's Snapchat and there's Facebook and everybody has smartphones and they're posting you know, millions of pictures of themselves and their families. Uh, on all these social media platforms. So children and adults are very uh, familiar with this concept of pictures. And I thought, wouldn't it be interesting if Our Lady had her own picture book, one that had her own memories uh, and her own, just as you just described about the Rosary Father. That was exactly my idea, to give something that people could relate to. Well, it's interesting too, you know, how do you pick out all the different titles that you chose? And, and I think some of them probably have, you have a personal devotion to. For example, you are a pilot and so you love Our Lady of Loretto. And so that's included in the book or, you know, one of the most popular titles I would say that people often remark on how they love Mary, this podcast is a star of the sea. So how did you kind of kind of whittle down all of the titles into just a handful? You know, it's, it's a process, Father, because number one, I wanted to create with this book uh, as a companion to the Our Lady's Wardrobe, I wanted children to have a very simple, basic, and yet sort of comprehensive introduction to Our Lady's titles. <clears throat> and the first book, as I said, covered the, the main apparitions that are approved. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so I wanted to choose uh, the most famous apparitions, but I also wanted to choose 
excuse me, I wanted to choose the most famous titles, but I also wanted to be able to give children prayers that they could say. I wanted to give children um, the devotions to Our Lady that I thought would most help them in their young lives, and the devotions to Our Lady that help adults. So I wanted to get in Our Lady of Sorrows because so many people and so many children go through suffering. I wanted to go uh, give them Our Lady of Perpetual Help because so many people are afraid. I wanted to give them Our, Our Lady of Loretto not just because of the flying, but because of the, the domestic problems people have, uh, growing up in fam with family problems. And, and Our Lady of Loretto is all about the house, the holy house of Loretto where the holy family lived. And what could be a, a more peaceful, joyous house than that? So I went, I, 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 and of course, Star of the Sea has to do with, you know, being lost. Uh, you know, when you're at sea, you look for the, north and the northern star because it leads you to true north. For Christians, true north is Jesus Christ, and the way to find him is to go to his mother. So we call her the, the star of the sea, the north star. Another, and, and, and so many people are lost in their lives, I thought it would be important to include her. So I went through, I chose for what was the most famous, well-known, what could be the most visually compelling, and also what could help people most uh, with the problems that they're having in their lives. Definitely. And one of the things you also did was that you taught a little history. You taught the people about the Battle of Lepanto and Our Lady of Victory and how people united in praying the rosary. So you even have that aspect as well. You wanted to teach people prayers. One of the things that you do as you go through the different pictures and titles of Our Lady is that you end each one and say, ask Our Lady for her help to make you smile again, or when you're lost, or whatever the case might be. And so I think that's a beautiful way that you're teaching them, well, you can ask Mary to pray for you, that these are times that when you need to pray, well, go to Mary as your mother and ask her intercession. So I thought that was a, a wonderful way in which you really encourage uh, young people to find those moments in their life to pray. Well, thank you, Father. You know, um, I, I'm very proud of the first book on Mary that I wrote, Our Lady's Wardrobe. I thought it was, I mean, without bragging, I thought it was a very uh, original way to, to introduce children to Mary through the clothes she wore during her apparitions. Um, and I was inspired to write that book after I when it was at Eucharistic Adoration. Uh, the thing is, though, I didn't want to just write another book on Mary without having some very creative idea, some compelling way to introduce Mary again, and I thought that while this book, Our Lady's Picture Book, may not have been as quite as original as Our Lady's Wardrobe, I think that it's deeper. I think that it's richer because it does add this element that you're talking about right now into it, and that is this intercessory prayer. We all need to learn intercessory prayer early because we all need prayers in our life as we go through life, and, 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 and there's no one closer to God than, than his mother, uh, you know? So, so it's important to teach children early on to go to her and to trust in her because she is so close to, to God. And, of course, that's the whole basis of, you know, devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Obviously, throughout your life, you've turned to Mary for help at those particular moments. Is there one moment in which you really realized Mary's intercession and the help that she offered you? You know, there have been, I've turned to Mary, my, I've been devoted to Mary even before I was uh, really um, 
completely devoted to the church. Uh, you know, I went through a few period, a few years where I was kind of agnostic, even though I was raised a Catholic. But I never uh, lost devotion to Mary. I don't know why. Maybe you know, God just put that in me. So I've turned to her always for whatever kinds of crises in my life. But you know, the one that sticks out to me is um, when I was in my late twenties. Uh, you know, I wanted to be—I wanted to be a writer forever. I always wanted to write books. And I couldn't do it. I didn't have any ideas. I didn't, I, I, I couldn't get, I, no agent or publisher would listen to me. And in my late 20s, um, I, 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 you know, I, did, I didn't care whether I sold a lot of books. I just, you know, prayed, you know, please let me be a published author. Let me be among the ranks of C.S. Lewis and G.K. Chesterton and, and the great writers. Let me just have a book published. I don't care if three people buy it. <laughs> in my late 20s, I consecrated myself to Our Lady using the St. Louis de Montfort formula, the 33 days. And, and, and this was the ma- my main prayer there in consecrating myself. I mean, that, that, that was the biggest m- desire of my life. And right after that happened, Father, I mean, within two years, I started having ideas right and left. And, and you know, I, now... You know, a few years have passed, and I've already got close to 25 books that have been published for children and adults. Uh, and so, so I directly attribute that to my consecration to Our Lady. And she really helped you then to promote devotion to her as well. So as you uh, turn to her at that moment now, it's in a sense you're offering back all the fruit, all that you've received, and now you're giving it back in a sense to promote devotion and, and bring her more uh, love and affection of the Christian faithful. I, I hope so. I'm, it's, it's scary to, for me, to me knowing that I'm a sinner and, and all the rest, to, 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 to even say that because, you know, I... Um, I hope that's the case. I want to very much. You know, most of my writing life, I didn't write any books for Mary. You know, I've, I've written, I've taken the C.S. Lewis approach, Travel Guide to Heaven and Ten Prayers God Always Says Yes To and The Donkey That No One Can Ride. All these books are really for all Christians. My thinking was, you know, we're, we're in a, a cultural, religious war today. We have a common enemy that we're facing, secularism and atheism, and I figured, let me write books that will unite all Christians, and I'd never thought that I would write specifically Catholic books, but in the last few years, maybe because of the problems that have been going on in the church and, 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 uh, and, and just moments of inspiration, I felt a great inner call to write about Our Lady, and it took me by surprise, and, and now that I've got these two books written, um, I'm very happy, I'm overjoyed that I could give a little bit back. I didn't think Mary wanted or, you know, ever, ever even wanted me to give anything back, you know, that I, I didn't think I was good enough, you know, that, that I would ever have a, an, an idea worthy uh, of her to get published. But so I'm happy to have, have these two books. You dedicated the book, the very first page, as a dedication to Our Lady of Lourdes. And I know you're a member of the Knights of Malta, which means you've been on pilgrimage to Lourdes. So what is your relationship with Our Lady of Lourdes? Well, you know, Father, um, uh, I, I've always loved Our Lady of Lourdes since I saw that movie, The Song of Bernadette, when I was a little boy. Um, beautiful a Hollywood movie, uh, which they don't make that kind of movie anymore. But I, so I've always, um, I've always been attracted by that, um, that devotion. But, you know, it's also, to me, kind of a happy devotion. It's a happy Marian apparition. Uh, what I mean by that is that, say, 
something like Fatima is, is a more important apparition in that Our Lady came and warned us about this, you know, tremendous, uh, the tremendous wars that were going to take place in the 20th century, the bloodiest century of all time. Uh, and, but it was important, but it was scary. You know, she had the vision of hell that she gave the children and the three secrets uh, it's, and the awe-inspiring miracle of the sun. It's so, it was so heavy. Uh, whereas Lourdes was so much more simple. Mary came to see a little girl who she smiled at constantly, named Bernadette. She came to give us a spring of water that uh, healed people who were sick. And she came to tell us about herself, you know, to tell, tell us her name, the Immaculate Conception. And so even though I understand the importance of apparitions like Fatima, and even though Lourdes itself was important because she told uh, us to repent, et cetera, and pray the rosary, it's just, it's just a happier, lighter kind of apparition, and I'm a happy endings kind of guy, I guess. So I've always had just a, a, a love for her. Sure. And, you know, as you mentioned, Our Lady called herself the Immaculate Conception when she appeared to St. Bernadette in Lourdes, France. And that's a dogma of the Church. It was solemnly declared by the Holy Father in 1854. And, and then another dogma declared in 1950 is Our Lady of the Assumption. And you felt that it was important to include Our Lady of the Assumption in Our Lady's picture book. And so, in a sense, there you are teaching about dogma and what it is that we believe about Mary. And really, my thesis for my STL is actually all about how the Assumption is all about Mary's role in the mediation of grace. And that's really what unveils all throughout the rest of the book as we petition Mary for grace from God. Yes, I absolutely wanted to include Our Lady of the Assumption um, because, you know, first of all, if you notice the illustrations in the book, Father, they are very photorealistic. I could have chosen any number of illustrators to illustrate this book, uh, but I wanted someone who specialized in, in realism, because I wanted to get across the theological point that Mary is not a cartoon. She's not a pure spirit. Uh, she's not, uh, she, she's real. She's in heaven right now with a glorified body and soul, uh, which, which she's got this unique privilege that no one else has. And um, I wanted to convey that truth that Mary is real and that when children and adults go to her, they're going to someone who is real, a real person, not a ghost. Uh, so it was important to get across that point. And also the other reason why I wanted to include her was that we are in the midst of... Um, um, a time in which, which we're plagued by carnal sins, all kinds of sins related to the body, uh, from abortion to all the sexual sins. And, and uh, the Assumption of Mary shows us, you know, just like the, the, the Ascension of our Lord, it shows us that the body is sacred and has dignity. It's the temple of the Holy Spirit. So you can't abuse your body. And I, want, I think it's important for children to get that message from a very young age. And one of the things, too, talking about sin, you made a transition in order to share also about another title of Our Lady, and that was about confession. So you make this transition, when children misbehave by being bad and telling lies, God forgives them always if they just apologize. 
And then you go into Our Lady of Mercy, the next page. That's the image there. And we know that in confession, oftentimes we're given a penance that is pray some Hail Marys. And so that's us asking Mary to pray for us sinners. So it was important to you to include confession, I imagine. And it's also another way for us to encourage young people not to be afraid to go to the Sacrament of Reconciliation. Yes, absolutely. I wanted to include this in the book. You know, God's name is mercy. One drop of Christ's blood is enough to wash away the sins of a billion universes. Um, uh, we can never tire of repeating that. That doesn't mean that we ever compromise theology or we get soft on sin. It just means that when it comes to forgiving sin, be, being forgiven for, get, for sin, God has set the bar very low in that his son has done all the hard work uh, of redemption for us by dying on the cross. All we have to do is accept that as Catholics in this beautiful, marvelous sacrament of reconciliation, which is so easy. And, the, and, and so many people out there um, attack the Church by, by accusing it of being, you know, ca- they, they use phrases like Catholic guilt, you know, Irish guilt, Italian guilt. It's all tied to our religion. And the thing is, if you are a properly uh, catechized Catholic, then you know very well that, that you should not have guilt that lasts for long because we have this sacrament of reconciliation and healing and that no matter how many times you fall god will forgive you if you get back up with a firm purpose of amendment so i think that if we emphasize that to children uh, uh who are at a young age uh then then they won't have this tremendous guilt going forward and they won't turn against the church later on uh so yes i want to, and i wanted to include also in that image of confession uh, the picture of divine uh, mercy in back. If you if you I saw noticed the picture, that. I made sure I included that. Yes, I imagine that Absolutely. parents will read this book to their children. I know that uh, one of the copies I received, I'm going to give to uh, a young family. They just had a baby a year ago, and so the one year birthday is coming up. And I thought it'd make for a nice gift for mom and dad to read to the kid. And uh, for her to even begin looking at these images of Our Lady at a very young age and kind of having that really uh, formed within her. But I imagine, too, of course, that young people read the book. And so what's the age you think that kids can really begin to appreciate what you've written and what you've given them? Well, Father, I joke around with people and I say I write these children's books for children who are from, from three to hunt to 103 and and I really I really mean that because you know I I think that even very young children who don't know how to speak yet and don't know how to write they will look at the pictures um, the colorful pictures and be moved by them because you could really feel uh, I hope that, that you could reach out and touch Our Lady here so so there'll be plenty of teaching moments for parents even with very young children. Uh, that I hope it will benefit them. But, uh, but also, I think it will help older children and even adults, because many Catholics even aren't familiar with, say, the Battle of Lepanto or the Our Lady of Perpetual Health or Our Lady, the, you know, um, Star of the Sea. You know, a lot, a lot of Catholics aren't so familiar with those titles, and I think these books try to tie them all together and show Catholics that, that even though Our Lady has many titles, she has one main purpose in life, and that's to bring us close to Jesus. 
You know, she, she gave birth to Jesus during her earthly life, and that's what she continues to do in heaven. She gives birth to Jesus wherever she is, wherever she's welcome. Um, and that's the main, and, and that message, it, 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 you can't start too early, and, and you can't be too old for that message. And if people want to pick up a copy of Our Lady's Picture Book, how can they do that? Uh, pretty much it's all over. You can get it from uh, Amazon.com. You can get it from EWTN. You can get it from Sophia Institute Press. You can get it from Priest for Life. You can get it at your local Catholic bookstores. If, if Barnes & Noble were open right now, you, you'd probably be able to get it there. My books have a pretty wide distribution. Uh, I'm very blessed indeed. Yeah, I definitely encourage people to go out and to get Our Lady's Picture Book. Give it to your nieces or nephews, your grandchildren, or buy it for your own children. And share the story of Our Lady's names and her titles and the ways that she wants to help uh, and the ways that she wants to help people today. So thanks so much, Anthony, for being with me today. It's always a great joy and privilege uh, to be able to speak with you. Thanks so much, Father. I really appreciate your own ministry, and I love being on your program. Very, very wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. You have been listening to the podcast, How They Love Mary, a podcast that I hope will either be the beginning or the deepening of your Marian devotion. If you don't mind, please leave a review of How They Love Mary on Apple Podcasts. Share the podcast with your family or your friends. It's available on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher, or wherever people find their podcasts. And if you don't mind, please give me a follow on social media at the handle at FR Edward Looney. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Until next time, let's remain united in prayer to Jesus through Mary. God bless. Music.